In this episode, we speak to Monica Apostolidis, our lead media buyer and operations manager at Dimnico Agency. Um, And she dives deep into the media buying tactics and strategies um, on how we scale some of our larger accounts. So we break down, you know, the difference between a brand that struggles to scale and one that has a lot of success scaling and um, what those successful brands have for you guys to implement in your brands along with a case study of how we scaled one of our brands and ended up spending, I think, $50,000 in a single day um, for their campaign. So enjoy the episode. It's a goodie. Hey, Monica, what's going on? Thanks for coming on the show. Hi, Dame. All good. How are you? Good, good. Excellent. All right, let's uh, roll straight into it. Firstly, guys, Monica is um, our like lead media buyer, kind of head of operations person at the agency. She's like, she's the real boss, the one that runs the show. Um, and, you know, a big part of that obviously is being very in touch with the media buying. Um, I'll let her give you a background on kind of her journey and, and how she started with us um, and kind of where she is now. Um, but yeah, so over the next 20 minutes, you know, we'll just have a a chat about media buying and what we're seeing work really well in the accounts now. Um, and from there, um, hopefully you guys can go away with something, um, so that you guys can implement in your accounts and then get some better results. So without further ado, Monica, do you want to just introduce yourself for everyone? Of course, sure. Um, so as you said, I've been the lead media buyer and, uh, I started, I think almost two years ago as just a media buyer and then how the agency grew, obviously the team expanded. And then um, now we have, I think, five media buyers that uh, are managing and uh, I'm trying to work out systems and processes that are going to make our job easier at the agency. And also it's going to provide a better experience for our clients. Absolutely. Cool. And um, so now with clients and everything that's going on at the moment, what are you seeing working well from a media buying perspective? Um, I think media buying kind of uh, became a little bit secondary after creatives, but I do think that without a good media buying, it's very hard to to get the good creatives out there and, and get that space for the clients. So what I think is working the best once the creatives and once the content side is perfect is that trying to still use consolidated campaigns and and try to separate and trying to separate the funnels, uh, not just as for top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, but also see how the customer journey or what are the touch points of a buying cycle of each each product or offer and try to retarget there and, and kind of create these specific funnels in the ad account and try to run ads specifically for those uh, customers or those audiences. Uh, right. Usually, uh, in terms of top of the funnel, as, as, as before, we, we do still run uh, separately top of the funnel, which I don't know if anyone doesn't know. It's prospecting, it's called audiences. Middle of the funnel, of course, is the re-engaging customers, like page likers, video viewers, uh, engagers, commenters. And then uh, bottom of the funnel would be the retargeting. And we often call uh, retention here as well. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And and so how do you kind of split the budgets between these three different levels? Uh, so again, the, it depends on the business goals, like uh, where they are standing in terms of scaling their business and what's their main goal. But most commonly what I see is, again, customer acquisition is the number one goal and, and growing the business for direct response uh, businesses. So uh, I think 70% of the budget can go to top of the funnel, call audiences. 
because you have to create get get awareness and create the audience that's gonna go down to your funnel and get into middle of funnel which is around 10 to 20 percent and then the rest of the budget goes to retargeting on a normal typical day however if there is any any um discounts or any black friday for example of course you're gonna shift it and retargeting going to be more significant yeah of course of course so with uh because obviously you know we've got clients that spend 500 bucks a day and then we've got clients that spend five figures a day what are the main differences that you see and and why is it that some brands are able to scale so aggressively and do so well at high spend while others struggle to ever get there um i think it's it's a little bit behind the media buying so those brands that has a really great offer and a really great um, product and customer service as well and the whole customer journey of from their customer side is perfect I think that's when those businesses are able to scale much faster because everything is smooth in the back end. And if the back end is smooth, then it's much easier on the ads to perform. And uh, maybe the other difference is when, when someone has budget of, let's say, 5K a day, usually they, they are more competitive. They, they have more uh, like flexibility if there is a bad day or a good day. And it's more easy to see that, okay, this day didn't work as good, but it doesn't mean that the strategy is not good. It doesn't mean that we have to change something. It just meant maybe there was a good, bad audience segment that Facebook showed the ad for. And usually with smaller budget, this kind of flexibility is way slower. So people rush to decisions way earlier because of the budgets are small. And I think in the long term, this is going to affect the performance as well. Also, when someone is having uh, bigger budgets, I think it's much easier to test faster and when you test faster you're going to have results way earlier and then you can scale and then you can kind of train or create a top of the funnel audience that can be retargeted much faster a much bigger scale yeah i like um the point that you brought up about the volatility and kind of um people freaking out when because like a, a typical thing that a lot of people that are starting out do is like they'll have one bad day with their ads and then all of a sudden they'll start flicking all these switches in their ad account and changing things and stuff like that. How do you know when um, or how much time do you give? How do you make the decision um, and differentiate between you know a bad day or if your account is actually making bad performance and you have to make changes? How do you know the difference? So it's, I think as be, us being an agency, it's a little bit easier because uh, we can see many other accounts at the same time and see if something is up with one of the other accounts and the same thing happened with eight other other accounts. Then we kind of know or have an, an indication that it's usually it's something up with, let's say, the algorithm. So it's not a bad day for that specific other account. Uh, this really helps a lot. And the other indication that could be, or usually we wait one to, to three days before we do any major changes. Of course, if there is a little uh, worst day we can still pull back the budget a little bit and like kind of optimize the campaigns but we're not going to just turn off the campaigns because of that um, the other thing that I think kind of could show that if it's if it's something not working for that specific campaign it's not happening from one day to the other there's usually a couple of bad days before that and then we kind of start to see that the ad is not performing or we start to get bad comments under the ad this is a very common thing once we see that uh, there is a bad engagement under the ad. After a couple of days or weeks, we're going to see that ad is kind of stopped performing. So I think it's kind of looking at many other accounts and looking the other accounts complex throughout like these seven days and, and 
make a decision based on that. Yeah, cool. And that's that's another great issue that you've brought up, the, the negative feedback and stuff, because when people put ads up, I mean, we know there are trolls and people that comment. Regardless, even if you've got the best product in the world, people will still talk shit about it. So what do we do to actually counter that with the ad performance? Um, let's say one of our really great creatives or ads and we've been using post IDs stops working and we look at it and there's heaps of negative feedback. Um, what are the next steps from there? I think us as an agency, the most important thing is to talk to the client and see where the negativity is coming from. Is it just trolls, as you said, or is it something that's happening with the product or with the logistics or uh, the customer service or even the product itself? I think if once we identify the issue, maybe it's a misunderstanding. It could be sometimes the ad showing uh, a specific problem and then the product is not necessarily solving it. So I think number one thing is to figuring out where this negativity is coming from. And then once it's there, uh, we never delete comments. I don't think that's something that's going to uh, help and Facebook anyway is going to pick up on it. And it's not uh, the, that's the important thing what the clients or customers can see on the comments is how the algorithm chooses running the ads. So even though if you delete or hide the comments, Facebook will know that this is a bad ad or a negative ad whatsoever. So I think if that happens, then there is no other choice but to replace that ad and find a better one, figure out what was wrong with it and and uh, go from there. Awesome, awesome. Now onto the topic that everyone always wants to hear about and is crazy about, scaling. Um, how do we actually go about scaling? Like what's your approach? And firstly, how do we know when we're ready? And secondly, what do we do to be ready? And then how do we start scaling? Um, so scaling is... It's not something that many people think that we turn on a switch and now we start scaling and it's happening. Scaling, it's a continuous uh, project or continuously going. And uh, it's a very important thing, the foundation. So when, uh, when we take over a new client or you have an existing client, so you have to prepare for, for scaling and kind of align it with the business goals and, and their business strategy that, okay, so if you're going to acquire customers, then they're going to be returning customers and then the business can support the growth, even the CP is a little bit higher. So I think it's a long-term strategy. And, and one of the most important things is to figure out what's working in cold traffic, what can, what can create an audience that can be retargeted and what can create an audience that actually quality audience. So we don't necessarily want people to click on ads on top of the funnel and then not buy or not go down the middle of funnel and bottom of funnel. So I think it's number one thing is to find the audiences that can be turned into customers and then find the ads and the message that's going to, to get their attention. And then after that, we're going to have to make sure that we have an offer that aligns with that. And I think if, if this tree is ready, then we can just build up from there and uh, make sure the middle of funnel is converting and the bottom of funnel. So it's like a little bit slower process than I think most, most people or most media buyers wanted to do it because if one thing is not working, that it's going to be very painful because after a while we're not going to get results and, and we're going to have a very strict CPS to work with. Um, and in terms of how we are scaling, once all these things are stable and we have a strong foundation on, on each of the step of the funnel, then I think what I've noticed different that I can't behave different ways. Some of the can'ts works like with very few companies and it's very easy to increase the budget for them. I think it's usually when the CPAs are between $20 to $30. Uh, and some of the accounts, 
working much better if we duplicate the campaigns and we and kind of scale horizontally and vertically at the same time. I think once all these funnels are perfect, it's kind of easy to scale. It's just something that it's more of a mindset issue because again, when you scale, you're still going to have bad days. And if you're spending 5K, 10K a day, it's much harder to to see an ad account not performing a specific day or even turn off the ads. It's uh, It also, I think, once happened that we, we could only scale a client like through two or three days a week. And the rest of the days we had to turn off the ads. And then it was kind of a question, why are we spending one day 20K and the next day zero? But it, not zero, of course, but like 5K. But it's it's something that I think has to has to depend on the ad account and the media buyer needs to identify which way is the best way to go. Yeah. And for the people that don't know um, that are listening, you mentioned horizontal and vertical scaling. What do those mean? Uh, means that either we're going to just bump up the budget on a specific campaign or campaigns and try to expand the spend on those campaigns. And uh, vertically also means that when we, when we also uh, duplicate the campaigns. So it's not like one campaign going to get from $100 to $200,000, $500,000. It's going to be that company and another company and another audience kind of going to go and increase the budget that way as well, if that makes yep, sense. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Now, um, talk us through a recent success that we've had with a client or a uh, great case study or something like that and tell us about how it all happened. Um, so I think one of our uh, biggest success right now is a client that we're working with, I think, a year over a year ago. And... That's another important thing. I'm sure that working with media buying teams and, and clients, a long-term process can be much successful than a short-term. So what it means that over the year, we kind of got to know the clients, the products, the customers, the audience. It's much easier for us to come in and, and make decisions on the media buying level than what it had on, on the first month, for example. So I think we had a very strong foundation of a customer acquisition and targeting call traffic and we fine-tuned the ads, the content. And then it was it was a fortunate situation that the coronavirus happened. <laughs> it's it's a bad thing to say, but for this client specifically it meant it meant a positive outcome for their products. And uh, we managed and what was what was their what was their product just so people it's a know, product um, it's roughly. a it's a beauty product. So it's a it's a home do it yourself nail kits that people can buy and then they get the whole kit at home and they can do the same kind of manicures that they would get in a salon. Um, so it's it's a very easy and a very, I think, a good concept. And especially for women who used to make their nails in this specific way, because I think I was one of them that I knew exactly how the nail technician was doing my nails, but I would never think I can do myself. But this kit that they, the, the client sends to the customers is basically allows anyone to to do their nails. And yeah, maybe the first not going to be as perfect, but the second and the third going to be the same as if someone went to the salon, which I think when there was a lockdown and people had to stay home and anyone, any business was closed, I think that was one of the key things that uh, the client got a push from the demand side, which was very important for us in scaling. But we had to keep up with the scaling as well because uh, we had to very strictly exclude existing customers because, of course, we didn't want to use this kind of demand uh, space to to 
resell for the existing customers, which of course happened, but we wanted to acquire new customers and make sure that we, we kind of target anyone who can be a, a potential customers. And we had to change the ads. So before that, normally the, the clients were coming from a different uh, background or they were, they already know what they wanted. They got interested in doing their nails some home because of different reasons, because they couldn't afford salons, for example. There was different reasons why customers opted in before. And now basically everyone who was a woman and wanted to do their nails, even someone who haven't had nails before because they were home and bored. So it was very important to kind of rephrase the message in the in the ads and the content. And uh, and what we how we scale this account is actually we had to set up, I think, 20 campaigns at the same time and kind of target different audience groups and different ad types and different content. And that was, I think, I think the biggest day we spent maybe 50k a day or even more. So it was it was a big scale. And normally we spend on the second five thousand dollars a day. Yeah. And and um that only happens when we're working with a client long term. I mean, first off, obviously, you know, if uh we worked with a client for however many months, with this client with for however many months, and we didn't reach that level of scale and we were, you know, constantly learning and getting better and better with the client. And then when the opportunity did arise, we were ready to go and scale them because of the foundations that we'd set out. So really important for people to understand that it comes from developing a long-term relationship and really knowing the client and the client knowing us and everyone being comfortable. Um, Because at the same time, you know, even if we had to start working with the client right before the whole virus thing happened and we were ready to scale, the client would have been in a completely different mindset as well. Trusting an agency to spend, like you said, 50K in a day, um, on advertising is a big deal. So very important that everyone understands that this came from long-term, a long-term relationship and doesn't happen overnight ever. So, yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, before we wrap up then, if you could tell the audience one thing when it comes to growing their brands or scaling or whatever it might be, what piece of advice would you give them? Mm, trust your agency. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it would be, the most success that I think we see with clients in businesses that they think of their product as their brand and their child and, and they try to provide good solution and good products for their customers. It's not about the conversions. It's not about how they scale their business. It's more about they, they do believe in their product. And I think if, if someone can uh, kind of proactively working on that it's going to lead to success and i think that works the best on facebook as well right now awesome so thanks monica for those that want to get in touch and continue the dialogue after listening to this how can they get in touch with you um we have a group epoch everyone can find me there just write a comment or write a message and we're going to get back to you Excellent. Too good. And for those that do want to work with us, you can go to dimnico.com forward slash scale and fill out the application form there. But uh, until then, thanks so much for coming on the show, Monica. It was a blast. And cheers. Okay. Bye. Bye.